Father, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you, for you are the only God that answers prayers. Oh, the God that hears, the God that sees, the God, the God that talks, that speaks to us. We honor you, our God. Thank you, Father. Lord, now our hearts and our minds are hoping to receive your word with meekness of heart. Thank you, Holy Spirit. For your word will cause in us that which it talks about. And we pray that you teach us your word as it is in your heart, dear Holy Spirit of God. We pray and we receive wisdom, revelation and understanding of your word. We receive rebuke, instruction, reproof, correction. Inspiration by your word in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you, Father. And after this service, we would have received so much and enough to take us to that next level in our life. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord Jesus. Glory to God. Once again, I say good morning to you. Are you ready? You know, for the past few weeks right now, we've been talking about worship. We've been talking about praise. And um, today I would like to um, begin to introduce you um, to something very, or someone very special. Yeah. I'd like to begin to introduce someone very special to you. I mean, most of us have heard about him. Most of us, we speak about him in the passing. But many of us don't um, know the extent of his power and even how he's involved in our own creation. And in the creation of everything that God has made. But many things that um, the children of God would go through today is mostly as a result of their ignorance and their, um, what's the word? their unusual tendencies to ignore this personality I'm talking to, I'm about to talk to you about and if the lord permits we will go in depth in this series for a while and afterwards if the lord permits if the lord permits because I'm sensing it in my spirit you know but if the lord permits we're going to do a special series on the book of Proverbs. And what I'm going to be introducing to you, yeah, I know you know him, but I'm going to be introducing him to you in a special way, in a very special way, way is wisdom. When, when I say wisdom, I'm talking about the wisdom of God. You know, many of us don't understand who, <laughs> uh, who that is. And you might be wondering, why am I using he for him 
You know, why am I talking about him as a person? He is a person. He is a person. And that's, that's one of the errors and blunders that God's people would make or has made over the years is because they, 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 they do not recognize the spirit of wisdom as a person. They see him as a thing or think of him as a thought. But he's a person. And it will blow your mind to understand or to know when you know how powerful and how respected and how unique he is. I'm not talking to you about another person. And I know over the the years, if you've been a part of a or you've been listening to our teachings, you would have heard me talk about the wisdom of God. And I would say that the wisdom of God is God. And the wisdom of God is is God's word. But, you know, if I say that, yes, I am emphatically correct. But it's just like you have the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And the Bible says that they are one. They are one. But is God. So, but it is expedient for us to know that yes, Jesus is God. The Holy Ghost is God himself. But there is an operation of this personality, a special operation of this personality in the Godhead for God's people. Are you following what I'm saying? So, like I said, I'm going to be talking to you and introducing to you the spirit of wisdom. First of all, let's look into the book of Proverbs, chapter number 11. Ooh, this is going to be hard. Are you ready? Say, Lord, my heart and my spirit is open to receive your word with meekness of heart. Say that in Jesus' mighty name. So it is. Isaiah chapter number 11. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Book of Isaiah chapter number 11. Oh, you're going to learn so many. In fact, after, after this series... You're going to love the wisdom of God. Oh, Lebahate Gibehashota. Do you know that the wisdom of God is that entity of God who can make you a success? You know, there are people over the years who would say, the people of the world would say that it's, it's not possible for you to be rich and be righteous. <laughs> Yes, to them it's not possible. But the Bible says wisdom was talking. He said, I will give you riches in righteousness. <laughs> with righteousness. He said, I will give you riches, long life, with righteousness. So the wisdom of God is the only entity of God who can give you riches. And it to be righteous. And it to be, it to be everlasting. Not former. 
Oh, hallelujah. I mean, look at the... Uh, just take for an example, King Solomon in the Bible. Till date, till date, that guy still retains his record when it comes to wealth and riches. He retains his record. Yes, he's been dead and gone. Why? Because wisdom made him so. Wisdom gave him riches. Riches that if you were to talk about it in today and calculate what that guy possessed, it will still blow your mind. Even the richest man in the world will not, cannot still stand beside him. Of today, he still keeps his record. Why? Because that's the work of wisdom. Solomon was a man, a king who surrendered to wisdom. That's wisdom. Someone is thinking, I'm about to be rich. Yeah, you're about to be. When you understand who wisdom is and you submit to wisdom. I said Isaiah chapter number 11, verse number 1. Are you there? It says, and there, and there shall come forth a rod out of the stem of Jesse. This is a prophecy about Jesus. You know, Jesus came from Jesse. He said, there shall come a rod out of the stem of Jesse, and a branch shall grow out of his roots. And the Spirit of the Lord shall rest. So that illustration in verse 1, He's talking about a person. He's talking about a personality. He's talking about a person. He says, but on this person, uh, on this person, he says, and the spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him. Now he personalizes that person, using him for him, for, for what he was talking about. So he was not talking about the stem of a tree. He was talking about the, the lineage of Jesse, that someone will rise from that lineage and a branch will grow out of that lineage. And he said, upon this person, he says, the spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him. The spirit of wisdom. Did you see that? And understanding the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and of the fear of the Lord. Now, this is where you have the seven spirits of God. These are called the seven spirits of God. Because there was a prophecy in the Old Testament. You can see that prophecy also in, uh, I think, in the book of Zechariah. Where, where, where he prophesied and Zephaniah, I think Zephaniah even talked about it, where, where he prophesied about the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. And he told us there, he said, upon each stone shall be seven eyes. He said a stone will come and Jesus Christ came, I mean, I mean he came and we know him as the living stone, the chief cornerstone. He said upon each stone shall be seven eyes. Are you following? And the Bible says that you also, we, the children of God, it says we are living stones. We are lively stones. So Jesus is not the only stone now. He came to make us stones. He is the chief cornerstone, the chief, the boss. But we are fellow lively stones that he made us. And the Bible says that upon one stone, shall be seven highs. So upon every Christian, there shall be the seven spirit of God. Are you getting this? Now what I'm trying to show you here is, as a child of God, the spirit of wisdom is one of the gifts that God has given you. You have him. 
there are a lot of things that is mentioned here. I mean, it's the seven spirits of God, but we're going to be picking out the spirit of wisdom. I just want to show you here the spirit of wisdom. You are a lively stone. A lively stone. Maybe I should show you. Are you ready? So that you can. First Peter chapter number two. He goes every neketahata. Are you there? Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. First Peter chapter number two. I'm going to start reading from verse verse number 5. Oh, maybe I should I should just read verse number 1. This is beautiful. I'll start from verse 1. Are you ready? I'm going to read very quickly as fast as I can. First Timothy first Peter, sorry. First Peter chapter number 2 verse 1. First Peter chapter number 2 verse 1. It says, Wherefore, laying aside all malice and all guile and hypocrisies and envies and all evil speakings. Are you getting something from there? That's an instruction. Don't just pass by it. Alright? Verse 2. It says, As newborn babes, it says, Desire the sincere milk of the word that ye may grow thereby. Verse 3. If so be, ye have tasted that the Lord is gracious. To whom coming as unto living stone, disallowed indeed of men. He's talking about Jesus. He's a living stone. He came, but he was disallowed of men. They didn't accept him, but chosen of God and precious. Hallelujah. Verse 5. He says, Ye also as lively stones are built up. Did you hear that? He says, You also as lively stones are built up a spiritual house, an holy priesthood. To offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God by Jesus Christ. Did you see that? He said, you also as lively stones. So I just wanted you to see that. And the Bible prophesied. He said, that time will come. When upon one stone shall be seven eyes. And that seven eyes symbolizes the seven spirits of God. So upon every Christian. It is the seven spirits of God. When you receive the Holy Ghost. When you receive salvation. And receive the Holy Spirit. You received more than you know. When he says the seven spirits of God. He doesn't mean that God has seven spirits. No. These are the, the cohorts, the operations of the Holy Spirit. He is the Holy Spirit. These are the giftings, operations, the dimensions. The effulgences, hallelujah, the revelations. The outpouring of the person of the Holy Spirit. So it doesn't mean that seven different spirits. No, it's one. 
but it functions in these seven dimensions. Are you following that? So I just wanted you to see that you have the spirit of wisdom as a child of God, born again, full of the Holy Ghost. You have the Holy, uh, 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 the, the, the spirit of wisdom. But now let's, let's go back to the Old Testament. Let's go to the book of Proverbs. Let's begin to learn about this wisdom. Maybe before I, I, I begin to read that, let me just t- tell you this. You know, there are different kinds of wisdom. And uh, not today, some other service, I will probably go into that deeply for you. To see the different kinds of wisdom. But there are different kinds of wisdom. There is the wisdom of the devil. And there is, a, there is the wisdom of man. The wisdom of the devil is synonymous to the wisdom of the world. Did you get that? So, And there is the wisdom of God. There is the wisdom of man. And the wisdom of the devil. Which is also the wisdom of the world. Never forget that. Number one, the wisdom of God. Number two, the wisdom of the devil or of the world. And then number three, the wisdom of man. So I'm not talking about those two other wisdom. I am talking about the wisdom of God. So when I'm talking about the wisdom of God, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not opening your mind to begin to think about what you have read in the dictionary, that the dictionary has told you what wisdom means. Some people have, are, are, you know, they, 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 they've been able to define wisdom as the application of knowledge. <laughs> not the wisdom of my God. It's beyond that. So I'm not talking to you about that. I'm talking about the wisdom of God. So book of Proverbs. Let's begin from chapter number two. Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. Book of Proverbs. Oh, Sheba Habe. Livaradoko Zebahakta Vaziga. Proverbs chapter number two. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Let's begin to you know, get acquainted with this personality of God. He says, My son, if thou would receive my words, Proverbs chapter number 2, verse 1. Proverbs, book of Proverbs chapter number 2, verse 1. He says, My son, if thou would receive my words and hide my commandments with thee, in other words, in your heart, so that thou incline and hear unto wisdom, and apply thine heart to understanding. Yea, if thou criest after knowledge and liftest up, liftest up thy voice for understanding, if thou seekest her as silver and searchest for her as for eed treasures. He says, if, if your yearnings to after wisdom is like you are looking for money, the way we work so hard just to make some money, some pennies, he said, if you can be like that towards wisdom, let's keep, let's keep listening. He says, then, verse 5 now, he said, then shall thou understand the fear of the Lord and find knowledge of God. He said, hey, pali gaza. so wisdom is daila, is that entity of God, is that personality of God. 
that will give you the understanding, the full understanding of the fear of the Lord. And you will understand and find the knowledge of God. Oh, I love this. Verse number six. It says, for the Lord giveth wisdom. <laughs> hey, out of his mouth cometh knowledge and understanding. It says, for the Lord giveth wisdom. He gives wisdom. I love this. Just to know that this thing is yours. It's not for somebody else. Verse number 8 now. Sorry, verse number 7. We just read verse number 6. It's for the Lord giveth wisdom. Out of his mouth cometh knowledge and understanding. And I want to tell you that uh, wherever there is wisdom, the wisdom of God, there is the presence of knowledge and understanding. They go hand in hand. They go together. And over the, the period of this of this series, I'll probably be able to explain a few about, I mean, a little bit about knowledge and understanding. They walk hand in hand. And I will show you uh, right now. Wisdom is not complete without knowledge. And remember we read in, in Isaiah chapter number 11 verse 1, the spirit of knowledge. And there is a spirit of understanding. Do you remember that? We just read it. But this, the work hand in hand. Wisdom is not complete without knowledge. Wisdom is not complete without understanding. They are together. So where you find wisdom, knowledge is there. And knowledge uh, and, and, and understanding is there. Verse number 7. It says, He laid up sound wisdom for the righteous. He said sound wisdom. I'm going to read all these things in uh, this, uh, this scripture in uh, another translation so that you can see. He says, He laid up sound wisdom for the righteous. Another translation says, He keepeth it, He hides it just to keep it, to give it for, to the righteous. So the wisdom of God is not, is not, is not given to um, those who are not righteous. In other words, those who have not received and who, those who don't believe the Lord Jesus Christ. So every Christian, God giveth them with, um, wisdom. It's one of the package you receive. It's in the package. Your package of salvation, wisdom is given to you. You've got the wisdom of God. I wanted you to see that. Oh, Verse 7 again says, He laid up sound wisdom for the righteous. He is a buckler to them that walk upright or uprightly. He keepeth the paths of judgment. This is what wisdom can do. And preserve the way of his saints. Then shalt thou understand righteousness and judgment and equity. Yea, every good path. Verse 10 now. is when wisdom entereth into thine heart. And, uh, uh, and, and knowledge is pleasant unto thy soul. I'm going to read it in the NIV. I'll just pick out a, a few verses that I want you to see um, in NIV. First of all, let's see verse number one in NIV. If you don't have NIV, 
Just listen. He said, my son, if you accept my words and store up my commands within you, turning your ear to wisdom and applying your heart to understanding. Indeed, if you call out for insight and cry aloud for understanding, and if you look for it as for silver and search for it as for hidden treasure, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find knowledge of God. See, for the Lord gives wisdom. And from his mouth come, come knowledge and understanding. Verse 7 says, he holds success in store for the right <laughs> for the upright. He says he holds success in store for the upright. Maybe you have been a Christian for a while and you've been crying, oh God, make me successful. I want to be successful, baby. He said, yeah, he translates wisdom as success. He says he holds success. King James says wisdom. He says he holds success in store for the upright. He is a shield to those who walk in work is blameless. Whose work is, is blameless. He says, for wisdom, verse 10 in NIV. He says, for wisdom will enter your heart and knowledge will be pleasant to your soul. <laughs> in other words, when you have wisdom, you will love knowledge. You will love understanding. So you see, they work together. See, when you have wisdom, you will love knowledge. It will be pleasant to your soul. Chapter 3 of the book of Proverbs. Are you learning something? I just want to give you some vital points. Oh, I love this. Proverbs chapter number 3. Are you ready? Proverbs. Book of Proverbs chapter number 3. Oh, thank you, Holy Spirit. Mm. Verse number 13. Let's start reading from verse 13. Whew. Wow. <laughs> There's so many things I want you to see here. Uh, dear Lord Jesus. Verse 7. Let's read from verse 7. Proverbs chapter number 3 verse 7. It says, Be not wise in thine own eyes. It says, Fear the Lord and depart from evil. Let's go straight down to verse 13 now. You know, there are, there are, there are, there are people who think they are, they are wise of their own wisdom. It says, Don't, no, don't. Don't use the wisdom of this of this world or the wisdom of men. No, he said, don't don't do that. That's being wise in your own consent because you're a man, you're a human being. You can function in the wisdom of man. But he said, no, that's not for you. Verse number thirteen. He said, happy is the man that findeth wisdom. Hey, he says, happy is the man that find a yakaparada. So it is wisdom is a finding. That's why it says, if you seek for wisdom, you ah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. You seek after wisdom like you are looking for silver, like you are looking for money. It says you will find. 
So you have a yeah, there is a special call for us to be after wisdom, to voraciously seek after wisdom. Now, we are not seeking after what we don't have. But what it's telling us is you must have an understanding, a full understanding of what wisdom is. You must be in a relationship, in a cordial relationship, in an experiential uh, uh, partnership with wisdom. What you don't know, you cannot take advantage of. That's basically what it's telling you. There is a call on us. It's not telling us to begin to look for wisdom. It's not telling us to look for wisdom. No, no, no. No, we are not in search of wisdom. That's not what he's saying. He's telling us to yearn after wisdom, to hunger after wisdom. We have it. We have the wisdom of God. But to grow in it, to have the knowledge of the wisdom of God, how he functions, to be acquainted with him, ha, to be acquainted. Just like Paul prayed in Philippians chapter number 3. He says that I may know him and the power of his resurrection. Does that mean that he didn't know Jesus? He knew Jesus. He wrote more revelations, the true revelations of the personality of Jesus Christ, his realities, more than the disciples that slept under the same roof with him. More than the disciples that ate from the same plate with him. Paul wrote more than them. He wrote most of the books in the New Testament. But here this guy is praying that, that I may know him and the power of his, of his resurrection. No, he's talking about his hunger towards him. That's what he's asking us again about wisdom. He says, happy is the man that findeth wisdom and the man that getteth understanding. He says, for the merchandise, verse 14 now, Proverbs chapter 3 verse 14. He said, for the merchandise of it is better than merchandise of silver. In other words, ah, yeah, when you have wisdom and you function in the wisdom of God, he said it's better than silver. In other words, it's better than wealth. It's better than riches. The riches of this world. And the gain thereof than fine gold. Ah, yeah, he took it higher. Than fine gold. She is more precious than rubies. He took it again higher. Since wisdom is more precious, precious than rubies. And all the things that, all the things thou canst desire are not to be compared unto her. He said there is nothing you can compare unto wisdom. He's introducing, he's telling you <laughs> the value of wisdom. Oh, I love this. Are you ready for this? Are you about to receive this? Verse 15 now. It says, She is more precious than rubies, and all the things thou canst desire are not to be compared unto her. Verse 16. Listen to this. Don't miss me here. It says, Length of days is in her right hand. <laughs> in other words, when you have the wisdom of God, you can't be worried about, uh, oh Lord, I don't want to die young. That ceases to be your prayer. Because, See, the word of God, the way the word of God works, and that's why we have the word faith. Faith is the currency of our kingdom that we spend. And what that means is, when God says something, your faith is your own action. That you believe in what God says. And it's going to capire, stir up the power of God that is supposed to happen. What is supposed to happen because of your step in the belief of what God has said. 
Uh, do you understand what I said? <laughs> All right, I will, I will, I will say it again in a simpler way. For example, we just read here that length of days is with wisdom. So that means when you have the wisdom of God, just know that you have length of days. Length of days here means long life. He says, length of days is in our, is in our right hand, and in our, and in our left hand, right, is, is riches, and in our left hand, riches and honor. Eh? Long life, riches and honor. See, these are the things that in the world, they don't go hand in hand. Either you are rich and you die young, or you are poor and you live very long. Either you are rich, you die young, and you have honor, or you don't have honor. All these things don't go together in the world. They don't. You can't be rich and have honor and then live long. You can't. But it's <laughs> but wisdom is saying with him, there's long life, there's riches, and there is honor. <laughs> honor with God and man. Because when you say wisdom here, yeah, other translations actually use godly wisdom. So that means the wisdom of God. He says, our ways, our ways, verse 17, our ways, our ways of pleasantness and all our paths are peace. Peace all around. Not only, ah, yeah, there are those who are rich but they don't have peace of mind. They are very rich in this world but no peace. But wisdom is saying all these things all together. Pleasantness. <laughs> in other words, people will desire you. And you will have so much peace. Yet you are rich. You have honor. And you have long life. What a package. So you can begin to see now. The things that many of God's people don't function in. God has kept it in just one, one personality. One entity that we have. And that's why he uses the word. He said God store wisdom. For the righteous. He stores Eyakibata. So Eyaliya. When when I if I tell you that I have a store in my house, and that's where I keep my groceries. My groceries. So if you come to my house and you don't see anything that you need in my house, because you know that I have a storage or a store. You go there to access it. So meaning you can't just enter my house and find everything you need. But everything, for you to access it, you have to have access to the storage. That should tell you something. But let's keep reading. Verse 18 now. He says, she is a tree of life. Yeah. To them that lay hold upon her. Did you see that? He's not saying to them that go and look for... He said, you lay hold. The same way the Bible told, um, um, Paul said to Timothy. He said, lay hold on eternal life. 
And we've talked about that in one of our services. Lay hold on it. In other words, take it, make it yours. It is yours. It's, but make it yours. Understand, agree for the fact that there is a legal right. That this thing is yours. Agree with it. Because if there's a legal document written that a house belongs to you, if you don't sign and agree to it, you will not take the house. Yet it's yours. If your, father, if, 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 if your father passed on and left a will of his own estate to you, the lawyers will not just call you and give you the estate. No, one of the things you must do is you will sign the document before they give you all the properties and estates that your father left to you. Your signation or your signature stands as your agreement. You are in sync with this document. You agree, you take whatever. That's what he's telling you. So you can have wisdom and not have wisdom. Just as that young guy, he can be the owner of his father's estate and not yet has it. Yet he's his. It belongs to him, but he doesn't have it. He's, he's, there's a document written in his name that he owns those properties. But until he signs that document and say, yes, I agree, I take it. He will not enjoy it. So many of God's blessings, they are all ours. But God wants our agreement. He wants your signature. You get it now. <laughs> hey. He says she is a tree of life to them that lay hold upon her. Those who sign the document that yes is mine. And how do you do that? That's what I'm teaching you. Your consciousness of him in your life. That's number one thing. Your consciousness of him. Being aware. And then laying it all before him. Let him make the decisions for you. Is this unhappy is everyone that retaineth her? Is this the is it hey uh, is this happy is everyone that retains her? You keep her. <laughs> Not only did you agree to a uh, because your father can leave you an estate. The lawyer can call you and say, Yeah, these things are yours now, but you have to sign here. You sign a document, you take the, the whole the whole property. It's your choice whether you're gonna keep it, take care of it, maintain it, and grow it. That's your choice. But they are yours. You see, the word of God is so complete. He said, not only we should you lay hold on, on wisdom, he said, retain it. That's why I love David. You know, Solomon said, the king Solomon, I was talking about a few minutes ago. Solomon said, he said, my father taught me wisdom. Wisdom can be taught. What is wisdom then? That's what Solomon said. He says, my father taught me wisdom. Katele. Ah, yeah. How many fathers are teaching their children wisdom? And look at Solomon. No wonder. Now we can see the secret of the riches of Solomon. He didn't just become rich overnight. That guy was, was one of the youngest king in the history of Israel. 
In the, in the history of God's people, he was one of the youngest. He was still a teenager when he became king over Israel. Because the father taught him wisdom, started teaching him wisdom. When God appeared to him, he knew what to ask God. Read your Bible. They made him king by the decree of, of his father, David. And God, when he became king, wisdom became a Hasa. Because his father had taught him, he knew what to do. Yes, he was a teenager. But wisdom is beyond age. <laughs> oh my God. How much did Solomon surrender to wisdom? The Bible says, concerning Solomon, when he became king, he offered sacrifice, offerings to God. Where do you think that come from? That's wisdom's direction. I told you when we're talking about worship, and I can read it in another translation. Wisdom gives you the knowledge of worship of God. Solomon killed thousands of animals. Imagine priests, they were killing animals for days, sacrificing to God. Thousands. A teenager decreed that to be, to worship God. That is wisdom, brothers and sisters. And when God appeared to him because of his offering, the offering of Solomon moved God. <laughs> eh? He moved God. The Bible says God knocked on Solomon's door at night and appeared to him. And told him, Solomon, what do you want? Blank check. Just imagine if God appeared to you right now and say, Son, daughter, what do you want? What are you going to say? Just think about it. What are, what are you going to say? Oh, I can, I can guess your lists. What are you going to say? What are you going to ask? I'll tell you what you will ask. Or some of the things you might ask. Long life. You won't go to destroy your enemy. You want riches and wealth. You want peace. <laughs> but because Solomon was wise, when God appeared to him and said, what do you want, Solomon? Imagine. See, I, I, I can't even get past that. Just that, that thought that God appeared to a man and said, Blank check, what do you want? A teenager, a young person. You know, that's why, you know, there are people these days that will say, um, uh, you know, don't, you know, it's just a teenager. Don't, they don't know what they are doing. Shut up. What are you talking about? That you are a teenager doesn't mean you are stupid. See, because they are teenager. No, a thousand times no. You know how many kings, in, there was a king in the Bible at the age of 13. How old was David when he, when he defeated Goliath? Proof positive. You can be a teenager, but with the knowledge and the spirit of God, and you, you can be very great. Very knowledgeable, very wise. Not stupid. Teenager is not a certificate of stupidity. Being a youth is not a certificate of, of, of being stupid. Or foolish. He's in the training. Look at Solomon. Solomon said, my father taught me wisdom. 
any parent who says he's just a child, he's just a child, is proved, is proof that you were not teaching them anything. Jesus, you know, uh, 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 God said, He said, He said, train up a child in the way that he should go. He should go. He said, when he is old, he said he will not depart from it. I can't just seem to get past that. Solomon was a teenager. And God appeared to him. After his sacrifice, nobody in, in, in that history till then ever gave such sacrifice to God. This guy, just from nowhere, a teenager, became king. I think at the age of 17. And the first thing he would do was to offer God's sacrifice beyond man's imagination. He gave the priests work to do. They were walking and sweating, killing animals to, to, as an offering to God for days. Where did he get that, that thought from? His father taught him wisdom. And when God appeared to him and said, what do you want? <laughs> With this offering that you give, what do you want? Solomon did not... Yeah. He said, oh God, that you would give me wisdom to lead your people. Ah, yeah. Holy Jesus. <laughs> oh my God. A teenager asking for such a thing. The girl did not ask for wealth. God said to me, he said, you did not ask for the life of your enemies. You did not ask you did not ask for wealth or riches. He said, but you have asked for wisdom to lead my people. He said, all the things that you didn't ask, I will give you. And wisdom. See, we just read about the things that come with wisdom. Long life. Riches. Peace. Pleasantness. Honor. Study the life of Solomon. He had all those things in excess. Why? Because he asked for wisdom. Wisdom does not work alone. Wisdom don't, it doesn't work alone. It's, it's a package. Study the Bible. Solomon was one of those kings, if not the only one, who led God's people and there was not one war fought they didn't fight, fight one war. The Bible says that there was peace all around. Why? Wisdom was leading the country. <laughs> and the Bible said that silver became like stone. There was so much wealth in the time of Solomon that silver became like stone. They said, he, he said, he says, if you, if, if you see the servants of Solomon, you will think they were, that's Solomon. But these are servants. Everything in his palace were made of pure gold. Pure gold. The queen of Sheba was like, let me explain what, who queen of Sheba was in our days. Somebody who went to Harvard. Very knowledgeable, very certified, very wise. He, she's vast and very rich. 
this queen heard about the 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 the, the, uh, yeah, the wonders the wisdom and the wealth of solomon she didn't believe it she said i will go myself to go and see <laughs> she said i will go myself to go and see the bible says she went with gifts and by the time she got she got to solomon's palace first of all she met one of solomon's servants and she thought that was solomon <laughs> that was the first shocker they were arrayed in wealth his servants the ladies she saw she saw she saw the wealth in the people of god that he blew her mind. And the Bible says when she finally spoke with Solomon and saw Solomon, she became a deaf and dumb. She got back. She couldn't talk. She was bamboozled. Why? Wisdom. Solomon walked in wisdom. Oh my God. Are you, are you getting this? Verse 19 again. Proverbs chapter number 3 verse 19. It says, The Lord by wisdom hath founded the earth. You see this? I want you to pay attention to this. It says, The Lord by wisdom hath founded the earth. In other words, the Lord by wisdom, He laid the foundation of the earth. Mm. By understanding, hath He established the heavens. You see, all these things work together. And verse 20 says, by his knowledge, the depths were broken up and the clouds dropped down the dew. There will be no work for knowledge if there isn't wisdom. There will be no job for understanding if wisdom is not there. Do you know that this same wisdom <laughs> is the <laughs> uh, I want to be careful with what I'm about to say. Do you know that this wisdom we're talking about is the architect of the whole world? And guess what? Not only of the whole world. You know, you've read in your Bible that God created the heavens and the earth. True. But how? What was the process? I'll show you. You've heard that God created you. Yes, God created your spirit. But what about your body? Who architect? The Bible called him the designer. He designed your body. Hiya. Ah. You know what I'm thinking about? Those people that say, oh, cut out my look. I'm not beautiful. Because the world has told you, successfully uh, 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 deprogrammed your mind and reprogrammed you as they want to the understanding of what beauty is. To the understanding of what beauty is. No, don't be deceived. Wisdom drew you for the Father. 
Haya. Wisdom, 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 wisdom. Later, Gila Manajada. Wisdom was that potter. Keta. Lay the potter that cleared you. Haya. Let me show you. Because some people are thinking, oh, this guy is talking revelation. Spiritual. No, no, no. It's the scriptures. Proverbs chapter number 8. He's the architect. The Bible called him, called him the master craftsman, the designer. And wisdom is himself said this. Proverbs chapter number 8. So wisdom formed your body. That body you are in right now. Wisdom, that, that's the, hey, uh, the edifice of wisdom, your body, it designed your body for the father. <laughs> ay, 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 ay. Some people are not, are not, are not really, um, oh boy, should I just read all this? This is beautiful. Ah, oh boy. Let's just go. Proverbs chapter number 8. I'm going to start from verse 1 very fast. It says, Doth not wisdom cry? And understanding put forth a voice. Doth not wisdom cry? Kata. What, what, what's the cry of wisdom? Look at me. It's me. I'm what you need. It's crying out to you. That's what he's saying. He cries. Verse 2. He says, She standeth in the top of high places by the way in the places of the paths. She cried at the gates, at the entry of the city, at the coming in at the doors. Unto you, O men, I call. Ah, yeah. You see that? It's not calling unto dogs and animals. It's talking to men. And you will see why. Let's keep reading. And my voice is to the sons of man. It's to you. The ones that are God's own children. He says, oh, ye simple. Verse 5. Now, he says, oh, ye simple. Understand wisdom. And ye fools, be of an understanding heart. Here, for I will speak of excellent things. Wisdom speaks of excellent things. Now, wisdom is talking here. Said it speaks of excellent things. That means your words will be excellent. Maybe you don't like the way you talk. Maybe you don't like the dishes and the words that come out of your mouth. Ah! Ah! You need wisdom. Wisdom will orchestrate your words. Not based on the rules and regulations of English language. No. According to the language of God. <laughs> uh. Verse 6 now. He says, Here for I will speak of excellent things, and the opening of my lips shall be right things. Always right. Always right. You know, one of the things that people, of the people of God are trying to fight with this day, these days, that they don't understand. But, but I've, said, I've, I've said this a lot of times. Don't feel, don't feel awkward when you are always right. Now, the world wants you to accept that you are wrong sometimes. But that's the lie of the devil. Never accept it. And that's why you need to be full, full of God's word. You need to train yourself and build yourself. You are supposed to be right all the times. Why? Because number one, you have the righteousness of God in you. Now, what's the righteousness of God? Righteousness means right standing. Always right before God and man. So you're supposed to always, to, you're, you're supposed to always be right. 
So when someone is trying to make you feel awkward for being right, that's the devil talking. Because God created you. He gave you his nature, the nature of righteousness. He says so that you can always be right. So one of the one of the attributes of righteousness is you will be right. Always right. Your words, your opinions, your ideology, always right. But these are the opinions, first of all, must be surrendered to the word of God. So that wisdom can function in your thoughts. There are some things I say sometimes that I, I've never heard before. I, I've never thought about it. But when I say it, I don't know where it's coming from. But I know. It's not that I've done a study about it. But wisdom is speaking and I will be 100% accurate. That's wisdom. When he rules your thoughts and your mind, he gives you, the, you don't have your own opinion. His opinion has become your opinion. That's wisdom. So don't feel awkward when you are always right. You are supposed to always be right. I know this word, they call that some kind of thing. No, that's the devil. Righteousness is right standing with God. Right standing. And you see that now, this is, 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 is the characteristic of, 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 of wisdom. He said, my lips shall be right things. Verse 7, for my mouth shall speak truth. Truth. And wickedness is an abomination on my lips. This is wisdom talking. Wisdom is introducing himself. He said, wickedness is an abomination to my lips. Verse 8, all the words of my mouth are righteousness. You see that? He says, all the words of my mouth are righteousness. You see why you need to work on your words. You need to intentionally work on yourself. So that wisdom can function freely through you. He says, all the words of my mouth are righteousness. Are in righteousness. Always right. <laughs> Before God and man, always right. There is nothing fraud or perverse in them. You, you, you don't see, you speak fraud words or perverse words, unholy words, defiling words. No, no, that's not you. Because wisdom is in you. And the righteousness of God is in you. He says, they are all plain to him that understandeth and right to them that find knowledge. So don't be, don't be, don't feel some type of way when you say some things and they don't understand. That's not your problem. Yours is to speak the truth. He said, but for them to, for they to under, for those people to understand what you're saying, they have to find knowledge. In other words, they have to be on your, <laughs> they have to be on your radar. That's what he's saying. It says, and write to them that find knowledge. Verse 10, it says, receive my instruction and not silver. Hey. He said, don't go. Wisdom is talking. He said, don't go after, after silver. Just listen to me. I will give you instructions. I told you. I have told you several times. As a child of God, we are called the children of instructions. You cannot be a child of God and be wayward. One of the things that God detests so much is rebellion. Wanting to always do what you want. How you want it your own way. You cannot work with God like that. Because if God wants to make you anything great, anything that he wants you to be, it will be by instructions. So you must be a professor, a guru, 
when it comes to fulfilling instructions and doing and yielding to instructions. Because wisdom is saying now here, he said, I will lead you by instruction. He says, receive my instruction and not silver. And knowledge rather than choice gold. He's saying again what we read earlier on. He said, for wisdom, verse 11, Proverbs chapter 8, verse 11, he said, for wisdom is better than rubies. And all the things that may be desired and not be compared to it. He's saying it again. Verse 12. Now wisdom, wisdom is, I told you, wisdom is talking about it, himself. He said, I, wisdom, dwell with prudence. And find out knowledge of witty inventions. <laughs> he says, I find out knowledge of witty, witty inventions. In other words, maybe you are an inventor. You want to invent things. Oh boy, wisdom will help you with that. The wisdom of God. You know, I will also teach you the many-sided wisdom of God. If you want, if, if you want scientific knowledge, wisdom can give you. <laughs> uh, yeah. Maybe you are a pharmacist and you've been trying to find a cure for a disease. Ask wisdom. He has answers to everything. That's what he's saying. Knowledge of witty inventions. Not only can you invent, but you can, you, you can explain and you understand any kind of inventions. Just because of wisdom. Oh, wow. Verse 13. says, The fear of the Lord is to hate evil, pride and arrogancy, and the evil way, and the froward mouth do I hate. He tells you what he hates, what he doesn't work with. Verse 14, he says, counsel is mine. Ah, you know, there are those who don't, they, they say they don't need anybody's counsel. And you are a Christian in the house of God, a member of a church. You have a pastor, but you don't need a counsel. You have the Holy Ghost, you don't need counsel. He says, counsel is mine and sound wisdom. Whew. This sound wisdom here, and understanding. He said, I am, he said, and sound wisdom, I am understanding. I have strength. He's, he's actually talking about success. Verse 15, he says, by me, kings reign and princes decree justice. The righteous ones. He said, by me, princes rule. Verse 16 now. And nobles, even all the judges of the earth. Verse 17. Are you following this? He says, I love them that love me. Ah. I love them that love me. <laughs> uh, you cannot have wisdom and expect wisdom to function in your life without appreciating wisdom. That's basically what he's telling you. You've got to be, be conscious of me for you to see my work in your life. That's what wisdom is saying. Verse 17 says, I love them that love me and those that seek me early shall find me. It's not hiding from God's people. Go after him early. Say you, you, you will find him. Verse 18. Ah, I love this. Oh, I love it. Somebody sit well to receive this. Sit well. He says, riches and honor are with me. He's saying it again. We read this before. He says, riches and honor are with me. He says, yea, durable riches and righteousness. Eh? 
In other words, he said everlasting riches and righteousness. Aya, did you hear that? This wisdom talking. He says, riches and honor are with me. He says, <laughs> you, you just found out the address and the location of riches and honor. So the ad- address, the location of riches and honor, you just found out right now. Wisdom just revealed it to you, just like that. Wisdom just told you. He said, you, 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 you know that guy called riches? That guy called honor. In fact, he said, the riches, a durable riches in righteousness. He said, it's with me. They stay with me. <laughs> I'm their boss. That's what wisdom said. See, riches and honor are with me. Yeah, durable riches and righteousness. Verse 19, I said, my fruit is better than gold. Eh? Yeah, than fine gold. And my revenue than choice silver. I lead in the way of righteousness. It will lead you in the way of righteousness. Continually. In the midst of the paths of judgment that I may cause those. <laughs> ah. <sighs> Let me calm down. Verse 21. That I may cause those that love me to inherit substance. <laughs> In other words, when you have wisdom, you can't say you don't want to be rich. At that point in time, it's not, it's not your decision. Wisdom said, when you have him, when you go after him, he said he will cause you to be rich. It will cause you to have property, substances. He said it will cause you to possess, to inherit substances. It will cause you. You don't have to do it. It becomes his responsibility. Did you get that? He says that I may, that I may cause those that love me to inherit substance. He says, and I will fill their treasures. Fill their treasures. In other words, you will never be bankrupt or broke. You will always be loaded. Hey, I'm discovering things right now. Verse 22. He says, the Lord possesses me in the beginning of his way. Eh? That's deep. That's big of wisdom to say that. He said, even God possessed him in the beginning of his way. Before his works of old. In other words, before he created the heavens and the earth, the first thing God did was he brought forth wisdom. <laughs> if God did all that he did by wisdom how can you his children function without wisdom that's just left for you to think about and to answer for yourself verse 22 now he said the Lord possessed me in the beginning of his way before his works of old I was set up from everlasting from the beginning or over the earth was or ever the earth was. Verse 24. He says, Where, when there were no depths, he said, I was brought forth. To come and do what? He says, when, when there was no depth, he said, wisdom was brought forth. When there were no fountains abounding with water, before the mountains were settled, before the hills was I brought forth. To come and do what? Well as yet, verse 26. While as yet he had not made the earth, not the fields, not the highest parts of the dust of the world. 
Verse 27 now. When he prepared the heavens, I was there. <laughs> when he set a compass open, upon the face of the depths, when he established the clouds above, when he strengthened the fountains of the deep, when he gave to the sea his decree, that the waters should not pass his commandments, when he appointed the foundations of the earth, then I was by him as one brought up with him. God was doing this, but he was doing this by wisdom. God created the whole earth by wisdom. Then I, verse 30, it says, Then I was by him as one brought up with him, and I was daily his delight. You might not get that. But let me read it in another translation. That verse 30. I'm about to blow you. I, what we are going to, what I wanted to show you, I remember that what I wanted to show you is that wisdom is the architect of heaven and earth. I'm about to show you that. Where should I show you from? NIV. Let's go to NIV first. Verse 30. I wish I could read everything that we read in NIV. It will blow your mind. But you can spend time to read that. Oh boy, I just saw something. <laughs> Oh boy, help me, Lord. Verse 30. Let me just go to verse 30. Or let me let's let's read from the amplified. Amplified classic translation. Yeah. Proverbs chapter 8, verse 30, the amplified classic translation. It says, Then I wisdom was beside him as a master and director of the work. Of the creation. And I was daily his delight, rejoicing before him always. Another translation. The word that was used there is Oman. Oman means architect, craftsman. All right. The Amplified Bible. He says, then I was beside him as a master craftsman. And I was daily, he said, master, master craftsman. So the holy, the, 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 the wisdom of God is the architect, the master craftsman, the director of the, of, of the creation. He was in charge. He was the architect. He was the craftsman. Another translation says the artisan. <laughs> ah. So if he's the architect of the whole creation, you're part of the creation. Are you listening to that? Let's go back to the King James Bible. Alright? So we're in verse 30. I want you to see something here. It says, Then I was by him as one brought up with him, and I was daily his delight, rejoicing always before him, rejoicing in the habitable part of, this, of his earth, and my delights were with what? The sons of men. All the beautiful things that were created by God. Wisdom chose that it would stay with mankind, God's own people. What an honor. Wisdom formed you. God created you. Wisdom formed you. God created you. 
Wisdom is an artist. <laughs> when I say wisdom is an artist, I'm saying wisdom is creativity himself. Uh, himself. Is creativity himself. Wisdom. Won't he orchestrate your life in the path of success? He just he, we just read it. He says with him is riches and honor. He says, yea, durable riches and righteousness. I told you these are the things that the world cannot have together. In the world, you cannot be rich and righteous. You are either righteous and poor, or you are either rich. And unrighteous. But in wisdom. Wisdom says come after me. You don't need the riches that you see. You don't need them. They dwell with me. That's wisdom talking. That's wisdom. So don't don't because of this and start praying to God. God give me wisdom. Oh. Oh. You rather you say the wisdom of God is functioning in me. Now that I know about him my body, my system, my life is controlled by the wisdom of God. He's the architect of my life. <laughs> the designer. You know, he, in this world, we, 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 say, we, say, we see maybe your shoes or maybe your clothing or your bags or whatever and you say, what designer is that? <laughs> ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Your designer is wisdom, the wisdom of God. And a designer of any clothing takes responsibility of the failure of that clothes. Takes resp full responsibility of whatever happens in the process of the usage of that clothes. What am I saying? The wisdom of God will take full responsibility of you. All he's asking is for you to pay attention to him and listen to him. See, the voice of wisdom is the voice of the Spirit of God. I'm going to show you next week. And I told you, wisdom of God is not, the wisdom of God is not something else. The wisdom of God is the word of God. So every time you surrender yourself to the tutelage of God's word. You surrender yourself to what the word of God has told you. You do his word. You do his will. You are giving voice to wisdom. And this from the moment where wisdom begins to orchestrate you in the path of wealth, riches in righteousness, long life and prosperity. Wisdom does that. It is responsibility. It begins to open your heart, your mind, and your eyes to things that, that people do not see. Wisdom. 
You know, over the years, there are people who don't know the, the power in the word of God. And the power of the word of God. The word of God has functioned in so many dimensions. It functions as the word of God, as the wisdom of God. And it functions as our Lord Jesus Christ. The Bible says that, and the word became flesh and dwelt. That's wisdom. The Bible says that, next week I will show you, we'll go deeper in that. It said, Jesus is the embodiment of wisdom. Which wisdom? The, The embodiment of the wisdom of God. The Bible says, Solomon was the wisest man until Jesus came. Why? Because Jesus is the embodiment of wisdom walking the face of the earth. And the Bible says that Christ in you is the hope of glory. Brothers and sisters, your failure and your suffering is self-inflicted. Because wisdom is right there. Like he said, is the wisdom Christ Right there, crying out out to you. Pay attention to me. I'm here for you. He said he cries to the sons of men. Because the delight, where he wants to stay, where he wants to function is with, not with dogs, not with houses, not with material things. It's with you. You are his delight. But all he wants is you make himself your own delight. Christ in you, the hope of glory. Wisdom. I've got the wisdom of God in me. Say that after me. Say, I've got the wisdom of God in me. It's functioning in me. Wisdom, the wisdom of God is the architect of my life. Is the craftsman, the master craftsman of my life. Yes, is the director of my life. The wisdom of God. I surrender to the wisdom of God. I surrender to his thoughts. I surrender my thoughts to his thoughts. I surrender my spirit to the wisdom of God. I surrender my mind, my mouth, my body, every fiber of my being to the wisdom of God. The wisdom of God cannot function in you and you are sick. Oh, no, 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 no. A thousand times no. Because it says, if you give it, it will give you durable riches and long life. Long life means you live long. Not in pain. The Bible says in wisdom. It says wisdom. It said it is my pay. In other words, medicine to your body. Go ahead and thank God. At this moment, thank Him. The wisdom of God is functioning in you. You are not just making decisions. The wisdom of God is controlling your thoughts. Making decisions through you. Speaking through you. Directing you. Ordering your steps. Hallelujah. 